What up, what up, Rose Agenda people? Keith Nelly coming to you guys. Well, I think it's the 9th, January 9th, I think. Yeah, January 9th, 2021. Yeah, that's the right date. January 9th, 2021. Hey, um, you know, I was um thinking last night. I started this last night. I was a little tired, so I just laid it down. But I was just wondering and thinking about what's going on right now. Um, today they're having like a little show type. I'm not sure if it's a show. I'm not sure what it is. They're doing something for Steve Russell to raise a little money to um from the move away. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um, and I was thinking about all the stuff that a lot of people do on the um, internet as far as YouTube and stuff like that. And I was thinking how much of it actually helps people out. Oh, we got people that did like uh, what's his name? Who just did something that I think was really good? Like Kevin Morrell, I think. Somebody did some real good. It was pop, it was real good about giving? It was like a health check thing. It was real good. And that's kind of stuff. That some people don't know how to give birth pills. They really don't. Um, and you got High Def did something. Show show how you make these cages and um and these breeding boxes. That's ideas for people. And then you got um, Skywatcher. Um, he, he teaches on the fly. He teaches as he learns. He teaches as he learns. He teaches. He's not really teaching. He's telling you what he does. So you can get an idea or you may want to do the same thing. Or you, either way, you can, you can learn it from it. Either way it goes, it's some good. Um, I don't do too much YouTube stuff, really. I do the podcast. I pretty much try to talk about what's going, going on and Something is just my view. Something is just the way some things are, and that's, that's all I'm trying to say. Um, on my podcast, um, I try not to bash people. I take situations and talk about them um, like that. I don't really talk about people in general unless it's some, try, try to be some positive or something. Try most likely, if I mention the name, it's gonna be some positive. If I don't mention the name, I'm taking the situation and talking about it. But so. I was going through, I was going through trying to figure out what's really happening right now. Right now, we have a lot of people talking about what they're going to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Man, I'm going to tell you guys, you guys need to listen to me when I tell you this. Every time you say you're going to do something, everything, everything happens that works against that. You know what I'm saying? So, don't start broadcasting what you're gonna I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna score this, I'm gonna do this. It never works. And you start talking about it, it never work out that way. I'm just telling you something. I don't know what it is. It's like you flying your birds and you up there spinning, 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 spinning. You say, I'm gonna lock that bird up. Two things happen negative to that bird. It get taken that day after you say that, or you get it in. And you say, hey, I'm going to fly one more time. And you're right. You're going to fly one more time. And it's going to be gone. Um, Those just some, some ideas what I'm talking about. I'm going to score this many points. You, you might have a kick that can actually score a whole lot of points. But something always goes wrong. Murphy Law kicks in. And for those of you who don't know what Murphy Law is, for you new guys and new youngsters is, Murphy Law is... Whatever could go wrong, will go wrong. 
that's Murphy's Law. So don't talk about I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Just fly your birds, prepare to the best of your ability, have a positive attitude, you might have a positive outcome. You ain't got to talk about it. Okay. Now, just the thing. If you have never really flown serious competition, you have never, when you did fly, you never scored any points worthy of talking about. But people want to talk about it anyway because it's the negative side. But why, why would you come out and say you're going to, how many points you're going to score if you never scored 10? How can you, how can you say you're going to score several hundred if you never scored 10? Do you know what it takes to score to do that? I can't talk about, I can't say this enough, and I keep saying it over and over, because I really truly believe this, that if the Hawks and Falcons left, I'm going to say it again, the people that were good will get better. They'll be even harder to beat. And the people that never really were good, they get a chance to do better than they've done, but the people that were really good will just get better. Some people, if they never got hit, their birds still wouldn't really. Not saying they wouldn't roll, they wouldn't perform, they wouldn't spin. Not saying that at all. But building a kit takes skill. It takes you got an observation, and it takes experience because you gotta know which birds to put in that kit. You gotta know why you putting this bird in the kit. It came just because they spinning fast or frequent. That's not it. You gotta be able to see what the, and that what they do for the kit. You gotta be able to see it. And other kids say, okay, this kid, they probably be do good in my kit. You have to be able to see that. You're gonna breed a hundred pigeons. So you breed a hundred pigeons a year. And your top two kits might only be 40, 45, maybe 50 birds worthy of being those kits. Even though they all might be rolling. That's when they blowing your kit. Being in a kit, a kit that's really, really working, takes careful selection. And if you don't think so, you're fooling yourself. And that might be the reason why you really not haven't really done anything. I'm just letting you know. Putting the kit together to take a little experience. You gotta know, man. And it's more to it than birds just rolling. Now, the more rolls you breed, the better chance you have of having a good kid. And you gotta select for those birds over and over and over and over and over. Keep selecting. You gotta keep doing that. Mm. Which birds you select, okay? That's what you gotta look at. When you fly your kid, I'm gonna say this one more time. When you fly, you watch your kid, see what it's really doing. You got to remove the birds that's turning and remove the birds that are lagging. Or, the birds that's lagging, if they're too frequent, you can give them a few peas. Or, if they're birds in front of the kit that's flying too strong, you can take away their peas. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do to make a kit do its best. For you guys who have a coach to sports, when you're trying to get people trained, athletes, and stuff like that, physical 
physical conditioning is one thing. Skill is a whole nother thing. Talent is not taught. Talent is what you have. I mean, you're blessed with talent. You take the talents and you, and you, and you work out, and you home in on the talents, and you, you become a, a skill. Now, in the pigeons, it's instinct and habit and genetics. That's what you're working with. Instinct, habit, and genetics. That's what we're working with. So, what you want to do is the genetics are there. So you got now you got to do is home on genetics to get the instincts in the birds. So, and so the, perform, the performance part becomes a habit. So when birds start flying too strong, what you do? Take away what makes them strong. A little bit of it. When birds start lagging. What you do? You build them up. You add too. I mean, you got to think about all these, all this kind of stuff when you. You're trying to get a, a really, really good kid. You can't doom yourself and just get just the birds that just spin. Um, all the birds spinning, because what happened is the yo-yo effect. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Like that. Every now, they're going to break every now and then because they're so frequent, they're going to break. Which birds are just go when they can't pause and just bust? Which birds actually go and commit? I don't care if it's 10 feet or 30 feet. Them the birds you gotta look for all the time. Not the bird from the kick break is doing something, doing like flips, flips, tumbling, whatever it's doing, and then it'll come around, boom, roll by itself and spin out at 34 feet like a bullet. Sorry, nice bird. Don't belong in that kid if you're trying to win. I'm just saying. Sometimes better to put that five to ten foot bird in there, like on every break. It's that 30 foot buzzsaw that don't go on no breaks. Just individual. Take him and put him another kid. You know what I'm saying? And that could be your show off kid. We just want to see good spin. And that's what you got to do. You got to do those kind of things right there. We all breed enough pigeons. We don't all have enough pigeons around, but we breed them. Now you might take that buzzsaw bird. Let me try this bird on this kid. This, this bird goes. On every break, let me see something. Do it, try it. You never know. Like there's no, there's no real. There's, there's very few real Birmingham roller breeders out here. These dudes are straight line breeders. I mean, they breed for somebody else. They take some else's line and they breed that line. They don't just say. Even Pensum got birds. Pensum got birds from other people and do what they do. Jerry Higgins got birds from other people and did what he had to do. Norm Reed got birds from other people and did what he had to do. You know what I'm saying? They do what they have to do to make their birds better. Make them competitive. Make them their strain. What do you want them to be? It's the guys that just don't have no clue. They don't say, damn, you know, that's a nice bird. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try with that. Oh, that pair of those real good birds. I'm gonna if I can get one of those and try them out. From what happened? And I hear dudes. I ain't mixing nothing. They found me. Dude, you need to mix something in there. It's not. It's not doing what it's supposed to do. Something needs to be in there. Then you got some people don't make that don't need stuff and do stuff and come up with something really great. Damn, that's another great idea I came up with. And they're constantly getting better, and dudes don't understand what they're doing. They're breeding Birmingham rollers. 
that's it. Yeah, when you buy birds from somebody, yeah, they become your birds. Yeah, they yours. Yeah, it's your, yeah they your birds. That's somebody else's bloodline. You took their work and you took it and tried to do something with it. And you still the same as the Birmingham Rotor. Let's just breed good rollers. I don't want to go on too long with this one. And we got New Year's here. The topping, the talking is stopping. It's slowing down. The closer we get to fly time, the talking stop more and more. Stop talking about it. And let's be about it. We and the guys here in California, we need to wake up. We need to get busy. When we get a chance, we need to get back on the ball. Everybody got the NBRC. We, we see our pages and pages of NBRC members. I don't know what's what happened. Dudes on down the NBRC like it used to be. Why not? But anyway, that's all I got to pretty much say. I'm gonna shut this one off right now and I'm gonna start my day. Keep London Road Agenda, I'm out. Remember, select, breed, fly, select again, and repeat. What up, Road Agenda listeners? Me, Keith London, coming to you guys again with another segment. On this segment, I'm going to talk about, let's see, I'm, I'm going to call this segment. That's the thing. Well, I'm just going to talk about um, breeding, get, acquiring birds from somebody, and talking about what happens by the time you get to the third and fourth generation. Usually when people buy birds from somebody, they say they buy five pair. And they buy in the pairs based on this one was flown a kid, this one was stocked from this, this one right here is a proven breeder, and so forth but these are none of these five pairs are already proven pairs I'm going to start there first then I'm going to go to a proven pair section but we'll start right here first so what happens is you get all these birds even though they might be all good quality birds but they might not make good pairs or the pairs not be as good as the birds that you've seen fly at their house because they're not off those pairs or they're not those pairs themselves so you get five cocks five hens Breed the birds, you fly them. Your results are like mm, a little bit above average as far as overall. Good quality, decent depth on some, and some a little hot. Okay. Okay, now you switch, you say, damn. Okay, you switch them around, and then you fly those, then you get excessive this, excessive that, good here, good there. Now, when you do the first mating, the first pairs you get, anything negative or anything good, great. But the top and the bottom, you gotta always put notation by the top and the bottom. That's letting you know these are the worst, those are the best, and everything everything else falls in the middle. Now, when you switch them birds around, if you get some that, a pair that produces really good, you don't you leave them together. If they produce really good, you leave them together and work the other four pair. 
Now, we're going to put checks by or some kind of notation by both the, the pair that made the worst birds. So now when you switch them up and that same trait that made them the worst birds pop up again with any one of them birds, you put another notation by it. Now, at that time, you got to make a decision. Do I want to try this bird or these birds another season, a third season? Or I just want to move one from them and bring in the good ones that I bred off the top here to take their place? Which is what I would do. Whichever birds were the worst birds, if, if they the notations be by their names again, or they who they are again, they gone. Both of them. And now I will seek birds off that top pair to bring in and take their place. And you do that again, do that again, and then you're gonna narrow it down to okay. I know every time this bird breed, these birds don't be deep, but they be short. But they'll be fast and they break a lot. Okay. okay. I got this pair. These birds don't, don't break as much as these, but they got good style and they deep. No brainer. So you gotta do those kind of maintenance. That's just telling you, but take take a while generations to flying and checking and flying and checking. And then you might come to a, a time when you say, you know what? Maybe they bring in one more hen to put on the specific cock or one more cock to put on the specific hen. I need it to be like this. I need this from it. So, either you go to that person you got the birds from, or you go to somebody who got got what you're looking for. You know they got what you're looking for. And go from there. And you keep breeding and flying and keep making those assessments and moving birds around and out. Okay. Now, this is the thing that I really want to talk about. I just want to get that out the way right there. When you buy pairs from people, good or bad, if they, they say good, we're going to say they're good, we're not going to say they're bad, they're good. And you're getting success off in the first generation. And you're getting success off the second generation. Now, the third generation is when you're going to start selecting birds to put bring back in, right? So now, the fourth generation, the percentages went down. They didn't go up, they went down. So you switch things back around again. And the original birds now not, are not breeding. You might one or two of them not be breeding, so you gotta use something else you bring in. So now the fourth generation and the fifth generation birds, and the same thing, they're not as good. And it keep getting worse from there. Let me tell you something. Just the thing about that. Once you get to that third generation or fourth generation, those are the birds you picked. You decide to bring them in for whatever, or didn't fly them, or whatever it may be. So when that family to that third and fourth generation and they're not doing what they were doing in that first and second generation, that's your fault. I'm sorry, that's your fault. Because you didn't get selected at that point of which birds to go back in and start breeding. The problem being is this. This is what happens. You start bringing in your favorite birds and birds you liked, not birds you needed. You started bringing in favorite birds and birds you liked. And they were not the birds you needed. You bring in what you need to move your family forward, not what you like. Unless what you need is what you like. But that's not what happens. You're going to bring a bird in because it was red. A lot of dudes do it. You're going to bring in birds because it was black. You don't have no blacks. A lot of guys do it. You're going to bring in birds with blue check. Blue checkers. You think your birds need that to be fast. No, they just need to have it close up. They don't have to be blue checkers. They just have to be close up, have to be in their lineage. That's it. Speed is speed can be illusional. 
it can be an illusion because there's nowhere to really say how fast a bird is really rolling. So color can play a part in that. Body type can play a part in that. And size can play a part in that. You gotta keep all these things you gotta keep in. Keep in mind when you're breeding all of this. All these guys get these birds and by third range and they can't fly nothing worth nothing. But it's the same birds because they want selecting for the right birds. And the first thing dudes say is, oh, that bird is fast. Okay. It's fast, but if 20 minutes to roll three times. Even if it rolled 10 times, max, it's still not a good bird to bring in. If you're trying to go forward as far as keeping your birds regular. If you're going to track your birds regular, you have to bring birds, bring in birds that's equal to your best or better than your best, especially if in regards to work rate. Your work rate can go the opposite way real quick because like I tell, told you guys in other episodes of this, if it was up to Mother Nature, what would happen? Exactly. The birds will digress. If it was up to Mother Nature, they won't roll at all. What's up to Mother Nature? So, you have to start bringing the birds to work more than everybody else. And you have them. This might not be the depth you want. But you're trying to keep the work rate. So, you don't have to worry about the depth because that's there. You can bring that back out. But the work rate is something else. Birds is willing to work over and over and over and over day in, day out. That's another kind of bird. You got to breed that trait into them. You got to continually check for that trait all the time. Select for it and check for that trait at all times. What the heck keep happening? So, is that what you're going to do? You're going to have to fly. That's right. You're going to have to fly. Or you can put down the pair that's known for it, make a lot of babies and so forth, but you're going to have to fly to check it. You're going to fly a tight check and make sure that's what you, you're on the right page, right? You're on the right road. I mean, that's what you got to do. You got to constantly do that. And you can tell some dudes and do their bung birds in because it was fast. Oh, because it was a color. I mean, you can tell. It's it's evident in the birds you see fly around these days. And they said they start stating the families they have. Because that's the family they don't. Mm-hmm. Like I said, select for it. Keep doing it. If your birds are already giving you 15 to 18 birds a break. I mean, um, when I fly, I expect them birds that's going 22 or 23 times. But instead of it being 1.8, it's a 1.7. But it worked. So it gotta help. I mean, you gotta you gotta do that kind of stuff over and over. You gotta keep doing it, keep selecting, keep breeding, keep selecting. And the thing is, the biggest problem is, is when they get to the point where they messed them up, but they don't have that trade in there, they don't know how to go back and get it. They don't know where to go get it at, or they pride won't let them get it from somebody who they need to get it from. Like I like I was listening to some guys talk, and I know right now. There are several guys that need to listen to this podcast. They need to listen to it. If they won't, because they listen to this podcast, it's going to change their views on stuff. Or, or it's going to tell them stuff they know they need to do. And they, they just don't, don't want to humble themselves. Dudes are not humble enough. That's why they can't get better. That's why they're going backwards. There's some, some guys that I know that need birds from certain specific people. But they will not ask for birds from them because guess what? Ego. Dude's not humble enough. It's the guys that need, that need to go see certain people. Need to. They go, they 
need to talk to people, you need to listen to somebody else because they, they don't want to snipe. They, they, they need to ask questions, but they won't ask questions. But then if they ask the question, it makes sense they don't already know. And they don't already know. Yeah, I'm talking about you. You don't already know. That's why you're scared. Think about asking a question, but you won't ask it. Because now, you ask that question, like, everybody looks like, oh, he didn't know that. That's such a, he posted, I thought he knew everything. Don't want to ask the question. Yep. And you probably said to him, he ain't talking about me. Yes, I am talking about you. I ain't got to say your name. You know who you are. You know you need to go over to Sutton's house, house when you, and you talk about to get some birds. You know you need to go over to get some birds. You know you need some birds. But, then, but instead, you'll get birds that's doing what your bird's doing right now. More the same. Putting all these copies of that same gene that don't want to work in your birds and wonder why they don't want to work. Or they're not consistent. So we got constantly respect for that. We do. We need to constantly respect for it, choose for it. If you don't got it no law anymore, go get it. I have no problem. Me, I have no problem with that. Because the bias, there's some stuff I wanted to get back into my more copies that into my blood of a certain trait. And I was about to try to go out and get it. Guess what happened? It fell in my lap. See, that's how stuff works. When you write to people, stuff, some stuff just falls in your lap. I didn't have to go get it. It fell in my lap. You probably thinking, what was that? More copies of the gene to make the birds commit on a break without getting too deep. That's why I needed birds to do that. But lately, all the birds that commit on breaks been too deep. They've been 50, 60 feet. I'm normally that deep. I know commit between 20 to 40 feet. That's it. These going 50, 60. Two or three of them. They go back to the same bird. Is fine. That's how you work with other birds, but I knew I had to get. I knew I, I knew I needed to get it from, and I didn't have to go get it. It fell in my lap. I got a call saying, "I got to sign off this. I got to sign off that." Got any hands for him? I said, "No, but you can bring them over here, and we can make some maintenance." So that's how that went. So with that being said. So you gotta select, like I always say, breed them, fly them, select them. What that means is when you select the birds, you gotta select the birds you wanna use or you need to use. You breed those birds to your birds and you fly the birds. When you fly those birds, you select the ones that's gonna help you keep going for, for, forward, which means the trait you bring that bird in for, it's gonna be in there. It's gonna be, it's gonna exhibit that trait. So you might wanna stock that one, get that one a chance. And you keep repeating. Select again. That one from the kid or whatever. Okay, that bird got the trait. I'll look for him and bring that in. Put another bird that had that trait pretty good. Okay? Put more cops of that trait in there. And just breed it. Fly them again. Select them again. And breed them again. Select, breed, fly, select again. You keep doing that. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. You never stop. You never stop doing that. Never. Because you can get some birds that's got my work rate good, okay, but I got this one, she's fast as I don't know what, but she don't work as much as them, but she does work, so that cock you got that's working too much, a little too frequent, that's her mate, put that trait in there, it's in there, put it in there, in that bird, that's her mate, 
And that's what you gotta do. You gotta do that kind of, them kind of stuff. You gotta keep that overly frequent bird around, excessively frequent bird around. You ain't gotta have him. You gotta keep him around somewhere. He gotta be in your reach, just in case. Like having a spare key, just in case. You keep that person a little excessively deep. Not a roll down, but excessively deep, just in case. You ain't gonna have it free, no, just have it around. Kinda need other pointers, but I got the fur I think that'd be good on. Boom, get it, put it together, fly on and see. See, fly is where you get your confirmation. See, your confirmation, not conformation. Confirmation is to confirm what you've seen. Confirmation is when everybody conform to being the same. Not the not two, two, two different words. Sound the same, but they're not the same. So you guys got an idea what I'm talking about, right? So when you breed your birds, third generation and over, that's your birds. You don't select it, you don't put them back in there, and now you gotta keep keep cultivating to go forward. You gotta keep doing that. You got the birds from such and such. He did his job. He let you get the birds. To keep them going, you gotta do it. When they start going backwards, it's your fault. And what happens is, what do guys do when it happen? They get rid of the birds to get another family. That's what they do. There's a lot of the guys out there now that have some families that were decent. Didn't know how to keep moving them forward, so they go buy other families. And they go buy another family. And they go buy another family. If you're doing that, you, you lost. You are lost. Especially been flying around for the last what, almost 20 years. You still buying families of birds? Not a bird here and there, but families, pairs, multiple pairs. Three pairs from this dude. Three pairs from this dude. But you already had a family you've been working with since. You don't need all them birds, but you might want them, so that's that's up to you. I wish you good luck and everything. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna cut this one short too. So I'm gonna only short one. This one's only gonna be like 17 minutes. So I'm gonna tell you my usual. What do I always say? Select, breed, fly, select again, and repeat, and repeat, and repeat. This is Keith Lunder, Roll Agenda. I'm out.